0: Greetings to all my cool cats and cool kittens. They try to copy our style, but they stay frostbitten. You're now tuning to the sounds of MaximumFM.ca live. It is your man DM Cool, and welcome to Cool Radio. What we doing? You can catch me on your TV, even on the radio. Bye bye, 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 bye. And I'm on my way, go. We invaded airways. Cool. Everything went, why ain't no stopping us, ain't no topping us, they be watching us, we so prosperous, ain't no stopping us, ain't no topping us, they be watching us, we so prosperous. <laughs> oh, you didn't know, your ass better call somebody! There's a lot to get in store for tonight's show. Um, I got my man Koi Kareem of Zongbite Bite coming through into the studio very shortly. He's going to talk about the latest song app that is sweeping the internet right now, and it will be in a very big way. I promise you that. We also got to talk about... Let's see here. We got to talk about... Uh, Mariah Carey, we gotta talk about. Who else we gotta talk about, man? We got. T- There's so much to talk about. I mean, I already told you guys Lil Wayne's gonna get the Wankster of the week. I mean, we are. Th- this is this not a surprise. It's not a surprise. But before we get into all of that, man, um, you guys already know how I do. I gotta get some stuff of, off of my chest. So on that note, I think it's time to let that is breathe. Let bitch breathe. Let this bitch breathe! breathe. 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 So. I was originally going to start off with uh, Mariah Carey in this block, but I'm going to make an executive decision and leave her for trip talk because I think – that story is a bit more deserving for that segment. But nonetheless, I'm just gonna wing it right here. I'm just gonna freestyle it. So the NBA season is upon us. We already know this. We're basically a week into it. And there are so many storylines that are basically permeating through the entire league. But in my opinion, no storyline is much bigger than the beef between KD and Russell Westbrook. Now we all we all want to paint it as beef because it involves a very heavy, implicated storyline that has been brewing for a number of years. If you think about it, uh, I'm just gonna quickly run through the timeline because I'm sure as basketball fans, or sports fans, or even the casual fans in general, we already know the gist of it. They were teammates for 70 years. They were both the alpha dogs on their teams, both considered to be top five players in the league, regardless of what anyone says. KD was always number one. Russell's number two. He was big brother. He was little brother. KD's contract ran, out, uh, ran up uh, this past summer. He decided to exercise his rights as a free agent and decided to sign with another team. And that team just so happened to be the Golden State Warriors. Obviously, not a lot of people were happy about that. Kate, or Russell Westbrook was claiming that all he got was a text message. He didn't uh, hear from him beforehand. And... This is where we are today. Now, last night, the much-anticipated matchup between the Warriors and the Thunder took place. And Russell has been on a tear, in case you guys haven't noticed. This guy's averaging 37 points per game, averaging 11 rebounds and 10 assists. That's unheard of since, you know, 1962 when Oscar Robinson averaged a triple-double throughout the entire season. Now, will he keep it up for the the majority of the year? Who knows? It's kind of hard to tell right now, but... I would feel like in today's Pace to Space NBA, he would burn himself out. But nonetheless, I digress. So this guy came into the building in epic fashion wearing a paparazzi bib, if you will. Now, for those of you guys who don't know what that is or what the context of that is basically it's a shot at katie because katie has been known to say that he is very fond of photography most notably so when he actually got licensed credentials to be a paparazzi photographer at this calendar year's super bowl all right so and we all know that russell westbrook is a fashionista of sorts and he just so happened to decide to wear that attire before their game against the Golden State Warriors. Uh, And he had the audacity to deny it and say, oh, it's not a shot at KD. I just felt like wearing this, et cetera, et cetera. Now you're going to tell me that his commercial for Air Jordan with the lyrics in the background saying, now I do what I want, isn't a shot at KD either. But whatever, we'll leave that alone. Long story short, OKC got waxed last night, all right? KD put up 39 points with eight rebounds. Seven of nine shooting from three-point range. And Russell Westbrook had a human-like 20 points, but on four of 15 shooting. It was just garbage. Like, clearly his most garbage uh, night of the of the season so far. Mind you, it's only about five games in, so it's not really something to take a look at and judge him for the majority of his work. But nonetheless, Russell wasn't ready to fight last night. He wasn't. If anyone had that date marked on their calendar, it would have been Russell but he didn't show up. So that kind of leads us where, to where we are right now. And it's also funny because a lot of these players these days, they don't like to, you know, uh, blatantly point out that they have an issue with somebody or a team. They just like to subliminally put it out there. But then when they're actually asked about it by the press in the media, they kind of, you know, dance around the subject. But the joke is. Not only are NBA players like that or just players in general, athletes, but you see like a lot of rappers are, are like that nowadays. They're afraid to address somebody by name on a record. The closest they'll do that is maybe on Twitter, but everyone is a keyboard warrior nowadays. But what do you guys think? You know, should should uh, Russell Westbrook have trolled him that early and then just kind of fall flat? Or should he have saved that for their February meeting when they play in OKC? Let me know. Hit me up on Twitter at DM underscore cool or cool underscore radio. Coming up after the commercial break, I got my man Corey Kareem of Zongbite in the building. He is going to discuss his new music app that is launching the airwaves in a big way. And it's probably going to be one of the biggest apps that Canada has ever seen. Uh, We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about a whole bunch of other things. But before we get to that, man, we need to get some more music, man. This one comes by way of Tory Lanez, and this one's called Blow. So keep it locked. This is Cool Radio. We'll be right back after these messages. Yeah. It is your man, DM Cool, and we are back here on Cool Radio. Welcome back to the show, people. And as promised, my guest for the evening. Now, this gentleman right here is doing something that I haven't really seen myself personally in the city or in Canada in particular, which is creating an app that Mm -hmm. will be available for both listeners and artists. All together in one, basically. We don't really have a whole lot of app developers that are creating that type of platform for our artists, so I'm glad that I have this gentleman in here who is representing that, who's going to give us some more info on that. And he has an extensive, extensive amount of years within Canada's music industry as well. So... Pretty much to say, this is the right gentleman for the job to be launching this type of tool for our artists right. and for our community as well. Ladies and gentlemen, I am talking about Corey Kareem, and he is the creator of the app known as Zongbite. Corey, welcome to the show. What up,
1: Toronto? Uh, it's your man, Corey Kareem, here. It's, it's a pleasure to be on your show, man, and, and thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, thanks for coming through, man. Yeah. Uh, we're definitely going to be talking about music, pop culture, and a, Love a lot it. of things in between, man. But before we get into all that fun stuff, I got to know, like, how did you get started? started with um, with with music in general, actually.
1: Well, music's always been a, a passion of mine. Uh, unfortunately, uh, I was never talented enough to, to make good music, you know, be a producer or an engineer or a singer or anything like, like that. Um, but my, my passion has always been for uh, the business side of music, uh, the marketing side of music, how to get someone from A to B, that aspect of music. So uh, to answer your question, my start—I uh, I went to school in New York. That's where I got my education. I went out to to, to Brooklyn College. I studied communications, and while I was there, I had the opportunity uh, to intern and work with companies like MTV, uh, Fuse Television, Atlantic Records. So throughout those experiences, uh, I gained some insight in the industry, gained some knowledge, and uh, it, it helped to grow my passion. And I, and while I was at those 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 different companies. I used to come across different artists all the time that used to, you know, stand outside the buildings trying to hand out CDs and stuff like that. And, you know, years later now, you fast forward like seven years later, um, I thought, you know, how cool would it be if someone came up with a very unique opportunity for artists to better promote or get their music out there? And I'm talking specifically about independent artists guys that are on the up and coming right now Uh, so that's where that kind of thought and idea came from and and that's how I got the idea
0: nice nice and like like I was saying like in the intro you don't really hear about a lot of like music streaming apps like that are based out of Canada basically Uh, let alone any ones that pertain to like any type of music uh, like urban music in particular Um, so Based on, you know, let's just say Toronto's landscape, for example, for like urban music, basically, uh, was that part of the inspiration that drew you into creating Zongbite?
1: Absolutely. It's kind of like timing, right? You think about it. uh, I came back to Toronto, the GTA in about 2010. You know, Drake's already popping. Uh, different artists started coming up. My J.D. Era is a good friend of mine. We, me and J.D. go back since, like, uh, since I was like nine years old. We okay. played basketball together. Nice. You know, Tory Lanez was coming up. So the music scene here in Toronto was starting to really bubble up. And uh, I just think it made great sense to start with local artists because, mm-hmm. you know, the Six is hot right now. Uh, there's a lot of talent here, and I've always felt that way. Even when I was in high school going to school here, I always felt like this place was like an undiscovered, oil well. Yeah. Just no one really knew how to tap into exactly. it and nurture artists. Yeah. And I think now that's been discovered, you have a lot of people coming up here. So for me, I said, you know, let's 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 start an app where I can help artists out here promote their music to the world and help artists around the world, promote their music to, to people around the world as well. So being a part of, uh, the local indie music scene here in Toronto is, is a really big thing for me for sure. hundred percent.
0: Absolutely. Now there's so many like different like streaming apps that are available right now. So you have like Apple music, you have Spotify. Yeah. Um, Title and what yeah, have you. So like, do you feel like streaming is now the norm in today's generation?
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, this year, uh, all the, the, the laborers reported the first time that uh, music is on the up and up in 2016. And that has a lot to do with the streaming services that are out there. Like you mentioned, Title, Spotify, etc. So that is the way people are consuming music nowadays. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, CDs, uh, people still use them, but they're a little bit old fashioned. Yeah. Right, even uh, thumbnail drives when artists hand those out to people, yeah. it's it's just another barrier. So streaming is easy because it's just a click. Yeah, and, and in today's world, it's all about removing barriers. Mm-hmm. You know, making things frictionless is is the terminology they use. If you can make something so easy to do, mm-hmm. then it's gonna pick up. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think streaming is really successful right now.
0: And uh, do you think it's the best way to counteract pirating? I
1: think, I think so. Um, I've never really been asked that question So off the top I would think so Just because Because it's so simple yeah. To go through pirating music I, I remember the days where you know maybe I shouldn't say this, but
0: <laughs> listen, we all did it, okay? I had Napster back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Got a ton I used of to viruses. real, real,
1: real talk. Me, I used to be at my boy's Mike's house because okay. he had the oh, high. Oh, so sp-
0: throwing Mike under the bridge. Right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> he had the high-speed internet. I didn't yeah. have I didn't have internet in my house. Yeah. He had internet, and we used to go and, and use Napster. And back then, you know, there was no like broadband or really super yeah. high speed. So mm-hmm. you'd go download some songs. We'd go outside, mm-hmm. you know, for a couple. Hours come back yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then, You know That's how we Used to do it So I think it, I think right now it, it seems like The best solution To combat piracy Because It's so simple Why well, go through The extra step of Illegally uh, downloading something where yeah. you can purchase like Spotify or yeah. something like it's that, affordable and, and well. it's affordable. I mean, ten dollars a month. Yeah, come on.
0: You spend less going to McDonald's. Yeah,
1: you go to you go to Burger Priest and there's 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 your burger, yeah. not even a combo. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the combo. Burger Priest is like sixteen bucks. <laughs> uh, you know, you know when add a combo
0: in there, you better hope it's payday. You know. <laughs> so yeah,
1: I definitely think making a service that's very affordable and and, and and has the collection, in the library like like Spotify and those other streaming services does that. Is I think is the best way right now
0: for sure. And going back to your app in particular, yeah. uh, I read on the mission statement that it's like SoundCloud meets Instagram. So what what can, what can you tell us about that? So
1: uh, the vision is we're not a streaming service, nor do we plan on being one. Okay. Um, the whole vision is so going back to my little stint with uh, the, the the music industry. Part of the issue is. If you're an artist and you are trying to get your music played, let's say on a radio station like this one, and I hand you a CD and there's 17 tracks on there, Mm -hmm. and you're probably going to get 100 of those within the month at least, you're not going to go through every song to find out what's hot. Yeah. So I thought, what if we simplify the process? Simplify the process for the artist, as well as the program director, as well as the Mm A&R. What if we created a a tool, a technology, where that artist can choose what he believes is the best or most engaging part of that song, Mm -hmm. that 30-second snippet, and then share it? So that way program directors go, bam, they don't got to listen to it, they don't got to look for it. Again, frictionless, making something really simple and really easy. And that way you can share it to all your people in your network, whether they're your fans or whether they're people that are in the industry as well.
0: Okay, okay, yeah. yeah. So yeah, that, that, that actually does sound very simple. So
1: to, to, to go towards what you're asking me, the whole Instagram meets SoundCloud is the Envision. what we're what we're trying to do is turn this into a platform where it's like an Instagram means SoundCloud, meaning that, It'll be like an actual platform where you can go on and discover new artists, mm-hmm. but instead of hearing a, a full catalog or a full song, yeah. it's just thirty second snippets. Okay. And if you like it, you can share it. If yeah. you like it, you can go on Apple and buy the person's uh, album and okay. things like that. Yeah,
0: I understand that. So it's almost like it, it's almost like uh, somebody posting like uh, they do like a video uh, like a. I guess, like a photo montage of their song, basically, and they, it counts as a video, basically, like right. on a regular Instagram or whatever. Right. And then like they'll say, oh, download and link below, or whatever. So right. it's basically a much more official version of that, is what you're trying to say? Absolutely. All right. Then. And okay. we're just trying to
1: make the sharing process e- as easy as possible. Yeah. So whether that person wants to share it on Instagram, uh, Twitter, Facebook, mm-hmm. Snapchat, or send a text message out. Mm-hmm. So maybe you're doing like a concert. Right. And you have a new single that you just recorded. You want to like, you know, get your get your crowd all rowdy and stuff like that. Maybe you want to drop that little 30 second snippet, that zong bite Mm -hmm. and share it to your network and beyond
0: exactly i get that i understand that all right then so i understand like why it's so unique now like with, with what you're trying to do as well because you don't really have anything like that minus that uh that thing on on instagram that a lot of people are doing like as a lot of artists are concerned. but now there's an actual platform where that is like basically the standard essentially mm-hmm. and it's easy to digest as well so I, I can see a lot of people hopping on that um going back to streaming I'm noticing that streaming has now kind of become a monopoly of sorts as far as the artists go. Mm-hmm. So, you have a lot of artists who have like exclusive rights to a particular brand. So, let's say with Drake, he's exclusively with Apple. Apple yeah. Um, Jay Z, Tidal, of course, because right, he owns the majority of it. it. Yeah. Um, so, do you feel like it's necessary for these artists to kind of be wrangled into somewhat of a monopoly of sorts? My
1: personal opinion, I don't like it. Okay. Uh, so, for example,
0: um,
1: Kanye West's album Life of it's, Pablo. O- it's only available
0: yeah. <laughs> on Tidal and for that reason I don't have it because I don't have Tidal well it's funny because um, I came across it on Apple Music uh, like maybe like a couple months ago yeah. so it's actually available on it now but I think what they do nowadays is they make it available on one platform for maybe like a week or two weeks or something like that yeah that's
1: the exclusive and, part
0: yeah and then they make it available in general because I was one day I, was, I just wanted to listen to the Blueprint from Jay-Z because I haven't heard of that album yeah. in a while like, I already have it yeah on they CD took it whatever, off but, yeah. but they took it off I'm like yeah. what the hell like <laughs> yeah. I want to bang out right now <laughs> yeah
1: so I, I get what, you know, Jay-Z and the whole Tidal family are doing. Yeah. You know, they're trying to force people into subscribing to Tidal. Yeah. But the same standpoint, like, you got to think about it, right? So the U.S. thinks about themselves before everything else. So in the U.S., the, the, I'll break it down. So if you're talking from a, from a phone technology perspective – Standard in the U.S. is unlimited data. Mm-hmm. That's standard. You'll get that with your, like, low-end cell phone package in the States. Up here, the standard isn't unli- unlimited data unless you live in, like, Saskatchewan or something like that. Mm-hmm. So for someone to go and use all these different streaming services, you're going to be using up a lot of data, playing all that music. Yeah. So I think it limits the bandwidth of how many people you get exposed to. But they, then again, when you're talking about someone like Kanye, who has millions and millions of fans already— mm-hmm. It's not really gonna hurt them too much, but if you're talking to an independent artist, is that the best route to go? Um, I'm not too confident in that. I think the more outlets you put your music in, mm-hmm. the better uh, opportunity you give yourself to to be heard and get noticed.
0: Absolutely, and in, and from that standpoint, you know that's gonna make that's gonna create the ability to create more stars rather than just kind of rely on the ones mm-hmm. you already have. It kind of gives them an outlet for them to so kind of feast upon it and then. Overall, like as time goes along, if they get that reception with the fans that they're looking for, then yeah. that can pretty much put them into the stratosphere at that point. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we're gonna get into a whole bunch of other things, you know, as the show progresses along. But before we do, we gotta play some games around here, man. Absolutely. Like Let's to go. What are we doing? Yeah, we gotta play some games over here at Cool Radio. So we got two lined up. So the first one is what I like to call cool or uncool. So I'm gonna play the drop just like this. Mm-hmm. There we go. Yeah, I guess a little old-school hip-hop track playing in the background right Diggable now. planets. You already yes. know, my friend. You already know. Cool like that. Cool like that. And of course, you got to play that on a cool radio, right? It only makes sense. Absolutely. So, basically, this is how this game goes. You, uh, or actually, rather, I am going to throw some scenarios to you. And then you are going to let me know if they're cool yep. or if they're uncool. Okay. And then you're gonna elaborate on your answer because I'm curious. I'm sure <laughs> the people at home are curious as well. Okay. So let's go. Let's do it. Yes. And on that note, um, Drake versus or cool, uncool Cool. Are you a basketball fan by any chance? Big time. Okay, okay. So, um, KD versus Russ. Cool or uncool? Very cool. Very cool. Did you watch the game last night, by any chance? I watched the highlights. Watched the highlights? Okay. Loved it. Do you personally think um, that Russ was trying to troll KD before the game with that outfit?
1: I don't think so. I just feel like Russ has some feelings. He hasn't really... Expressed, yeah, and there's a little bit of attention there. So I like it because I like that competitiveness, and I, I, I like what it brought out of KD. Uh-huh. Cause no one's ever really seen KD. KD is like a, a tall giant. Like he's yeah. a, he's like a teddy bear inside. Yeah. So to see that guy, you know, talk back to the bench at yeah. OKC. And just, you know, drop, like, 30-plus points like that. Yeah. I love it. I love the competitiveness. I love
0: it, too. I wasn't expecting it. I'm not going to lie. Because, like, KD come, comes across as great Yeah. he can turn it on in a heartbeat. He yeah. know this, right? And that's what I
1: want. Yeah, exactly. So I I think that's what we all want. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love it.
0: I love it as well. All right. So, uh, let's see here. Drake versus Cuddy. Cool or uncool. Yeah. uncool? Uncool. Uncool. What do you think about him uh, taking a shot at him at, at
1: I mean, hip-hop is a contact sport, as your man Tory Lane says. So, I mean, would I have done that? Probably not. I don't even think, like, the same reason why, the same reason I believe Drake didn't go at uh, Joe Budden is the same reason why I believe, like, it's not, it's like Joe Budden. Like, he was hot, like, eight years ago. Still cool, Yeah. but I mean, like, whatever. Kid Cudi, like, like, all I remember is, like, day and night. That, yeah. you know, isn't like—is it really worth your
0: time, type thing? Exactly. But it is what it is. My, my thing is this in, re, in regards to that. Um, hip hop. This, this is not the worst diss I've ever heard of hip hop. Like, wasn't it? No. Wasn't it like 20 years ago when Tupac said, "My phone, phone, make did, sure all yeah. your kids don't grow." Yeah, man. And ain't no one right. had a problem with that. But now oh. everyone's saying, "Oh, he kicked the man." You
1: gotta understand down. why that is, though. We're in different time we're in a different time yeah. right now where everyone's sensitive. Like everyone's you, you, don't offend me. Everything offend you can't even say Merry Christmas in these days because oh, I don't yeah. celebrate Christmas. Right, hey, you're right. offending me. So everyone's on this really sensitive tip. And yeah. two, you gotta understand uh Drake's demo, right? A, a lot of his demographic is a lot of people that listen to pop music. Yeah. So they're not used to the aggressive rap, you know, beef. He's a crossover hit, so that crossover crowd is not familiar with the aggressive contact you know part of hip hop But you
0: know what the joke is That same that same crowd that he caters to That's not used to that yeah. They're the ones screaming now Is that a world tour On your girls tour You know what I mean know I'm Just like talk, yeah. You know, just five days ago right yeah. so It's funny how people switch up you know
1: Yeah but when they talk about things like Mental illness Such a, a relevant and popular topic In today's world It, yeah. it gets kind of You know
0: Yeah it gets a little mess But nonetheless Let's keep things moving man Yeah um, Let's see here uh, DeMar DeRozan, cool, on cool. Very
1: cool right now. Yeah. If you sure. asked me back in the playoffs, I'd have been like, eh.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you so-so, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's funny because, um, everyone gets at this guy for not being, being able to shoot threes or attempting threes, but...
1: Look, I'm I'm excited about it, but I also don't want to overshoot it. I mean, Mm -hmm. we're only four games into the season. This is like 80-plus games to play, but I like it. So I was like, man, so all we had to do is give you $139 million. (laughs) I know, (laughs) right?
0: That's
1: all we had to do. That's
0: all we had to do? Give you $140
1: million, and he showed up. the, The way he's playing right now is the way that I always wanted him to play. Yeah. Like you. Dude, you from Compton. Play like it, <laughs> yeah. like you know what I mean. Like you're from Compton. Play like it always. Yeah, and and he's playing like it.
0: So I'm gonna strap to the game. <laughs> like just yeah, I things. just
1: want, I just want him to be like, like hostile. Like, yeah. like yeah, man. Like I'm from a neighborhood where things go down. I need you to play like. Transfer that to the to the game, man. You know
0: what? He's starting to do that now. Because I remember um, against the Denver Nuggets on Monday, actually. The yeah. guy an and went over this big guy. I think his last name was Jokic or something like that. Yeah. And he just meme-mugged him yeah. as he did yeah. it. I was like, where is this DeRozan Yeah, Hey, gave him a
1: stank face, man. Yeah, yeah I, I like, love it. I
0: don't know who this guy is, but I, I like lo- it. <laughs> I it. I love it. I love it. And I've been a fan of him since his rookie year, man. I just told people, just wait, like, wait, we got here. Yeah, some
1: players you gotta give time, man. You and, do. You know, and sometimes people, uh, you know, I have NBA TV, and sometimes yeah. people forget that, like, you know, these people are people at the end of the day too, right? They go through it in their heads. They got the ups and downs, so.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Now that was a cool on cool. Now we got one more game to play, and this one is a mainstay, and this one should be uh very interesting (laughs) i call this one i'd quit the game and i'm just gonna look for that job there we go every second every minute man i swear that she can get it now i'm gonna uh, lace up the parameters just so you don't get in trouble Uh, (laughs) i see where this is going (laughs) all right in an alternate universe keyword Uh alternates in a universe that is parallel from ours which does not exist (laughs)
1: Yeah, go for it Let's do it
0: Oh, man You are in an alternate universe Where you are the eligible bachelor (laughs) (laughs) So you are wheeling, dealing, dealing, kiss-dealing Jet-flying, limousine-riding All that good stuff Jeez, Right, right Gotta get that Ric Flair (laughs) But there comes a time Yeah where you've got to quit the game, so you got to sell it down, have the kids move into the home with the white picket fence, mm. with a tire swing, mm. apple pie cooling on the windowsill.
1: Jesus so, you're a good picture right here. I man. got
0: to man, I got to be Picasso on this or uh, Bosca, as I would like to say. Uh, but nonetheless, you've got to pick one woman to do this with. And if you had to pick one of these two ladies, I have handpicked for you. Yeah. Who would it be for? Would you quit the game for Alicia Keys? Mm-hmm. Or Mariah Carey, Alicia. Alicia, you said that with no hesitation. Oh, no
1: hesitation, man. Mariah's too much of a diva, man. I <laughs> I can't, <laughs> I can't, I I can't handle that, man. I heard she has her own lighting crew, yeah. and it's uh,
0: it's a little much. It's don't too much, mind you. There's no wrong answer between the two. Yeah, absolutely. But my all-time crush is definitely Alicia Keys. So. Yeah,
1: man. She. I, I don't know. Obviously, I don't know neither of them personally, but yeah. Alicia Keys appears to be a lot more down to earth.
0: Yeah, I agree with anyway. that.
1: I agree I like. that.
0: Yeah, definitely. That that yeah. just uh, certain. There's a certain amount of humbleness about her that that yeah. just makes her that much more attractive. Like she's already yeah. beautiful. She's already yeah. talented, but yeah. just that yeah. X factor. The fact that like she has like this this warmth to her. Like yeah, I mean. I'm weak in the knees right now Just to yeah, it. Absolutely Shouts <laughs> out to Alicia Keys That right? Yeah it's, uh, So I'm sorry I'm just getting a little thirsty here mm.
1: No pun intended Alright
0: <laughs> But nonetheless Ladies and gentlemen We got my man Corey Kareem Of Zongbite in the building We got so much more To get to with him But before we do that We gotta play some more music, man, and this one comes by way of Logic, and this one is called Like Whoa, only on Cool Radio, yeah. Yes, yes, y'all, welcome back to the show. You're now tuning to the sounds of MaximumFM.ca. It is your man, DM Cool. And welcome back to Cool Radio. I still got my man, Corey Kareem of Zongbite in the building. What's up, Toronto? Yes, yes. Fun fact for you guys. Corey used to do radio back in the day <laughs> as well. So that's why he sounds extra comfortable on the mic right now. Yeah,
1: shout out to Brooklyn College Radio, man, my all mother Mm-hmm. Shouts out to everybody back home in New York.
0: you already know we're Brooklyn. That except for the Nets, so though. Ah, <laughs> yeah, Nets.
1: Leave New York basketball alone right now. It's a it's a rough patch, man. It's oh, it's boy. you know every 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 city has this rough patch, and New York's just going through there. Man. I, I yeah.
0: guess so, but like yeah. I just hate the bandwagoners who always root for like the big cities or whatever. So yeah. right now I'm just enjoying. Just trolling them out of pettiness You know what I mean? I mean, I'm being petty (laughs) right now It's all good, (laughs) it's all good But nonetheless, we gotta keep things moving, man We gotta get to our segment entitled Trip Talk So this is uh, three topics in three minutes So with that being said We're gonna get to the first topic right about now So first and foremost We gotta talk about this Kuna rapper That goes by the name of Waka Flocka (laughs) Alright So this guy Flames Yeah, Flames Like he's I hope his career goes up in flames But anyways Uh, This guy is making the news because of the fact that he states that Barack Obama should not be considered as the first black president. Now, Mm. in an interview, and mind you, this should have been the Wax of the Week segment, but I got something much worse than that. But nonetheless, he said uh, in an interview that um, he, and I quote, can't wait to see the day America gets a real black president because Obama don't count. And then he said this as well. Sorry, this is over Twitter he said this, not an interview. He said this. Clearly, I love our president chief. I just think that America as a whole thought it was time for a black president. It was similar to what was expected in the civil rights evolutionary chain. When I stated that I can't wait until we get a real black president, I meant a black president who is accepted by all who just happens to be black. I do think Obama is for the people. I don't think the people of America were fully about his administration. Okay, I'm gonna say my piece a little later on, but Corey, I want to get your thoughts on that.
1: The follow-up statement sounds like he had a lot of PR come in there and right? and, and juice that up. Right. Um, here's the thing. I, I kind of have a sense of where he's coming from, but here's the thing. I was actually I was still in New York the time Obama was voted into uh, into the office. Yeah. And the feeling around was, uh, in the black community, people had this um, expectation that if we got a black president, mm-hmm. that things would magically change for the black community. Mm-hmm. Me, however, uh, I'm not so naive. Yeah. For me, I knew the benefit of having a black president was the fact that seeing a black man in that position... A position of such great power would change things psychologically of how society. Can view the leadership abilities of a black man, yeah. and also change the the um, the dreams of little kids growing up. Mm-hmm. Instead of saying, "Hey, you know, I, I just want to do music, or mm-hmm. I want to become an athlete, mm-hmm. or you know, do some regular stuff," now they can say, "Hey, I want to be a president."
0: Yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with those fields, but you know, yeah, now, nothing is wrong. Now, with those the, bar fields. Raised, now the bar has been raised. Now the
1: bar has been raised. You know, it's like the guy who ran the, the the four minute mile, right? Yeah. Once you once you can do it. Once someone can. Uh, once people see someone do it. Yeah. Then they know it can be done, and now there's going to be others. I promise you. And since he's ran, there's been two other uh, successful, you know, guys who ran for for uh, you know president. Obviously, they didn't, they didn't get anywhere, but yeah. you're going to see that a lot more. So, uh, you know, I don't agree with his initial comment. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think Obama did the best he could. Yeah. But yet, people have to understand it's a process, and you have to convince people to vote for the things that you're trying to pass through.
0: Absolutely. Now, my thoughts on this, and I'm going to be a little less diplomatic than you are, (laughs) but first and foremost, let's just get to his comments, basically. Mm. So he's saying that he thought that he wasn't the first black president because he wasn't accepting of all the people, or the people weren't accepting of him, rather. That isn't his fault, (laughs) you know, first and foremost, right? You know, at the end of the day, Obama being in office, it just kind of amplified It didn't amplify the racism in America, but it just exposed it a lot more. Absolutely, which obviously wasn't his fault as well. Of course, he just exposed all the nooks and crannies that deal with uh, America's history, as far as you know, white male patriarchy, mm-hmm. slavery, and things of that magnitude. Yeah. So, if anything, I'm glad that Obama was president so that the rest of the world could see mm-hmm. uh, how much racism is still instilled within America's fi- uh, fiber and fabric, basically. Mm-hmm. Now. As far as aesthetics go, I know there's some people who say Obama shouldn't count because he's only half black and he's light-skinned. Like, okay, first and foremost, that <laughs> man's name is Barack Obama. It doesn't get any blacker than that, all right? That man's dad is from Kenya, East Africa, the horn of oh, Africa, man. all right? It's not like you had like some African-American who became president who has spent generations to generations to generations. Not that, yeah. that it shouldn't count for anything or whatever, yeah. but if we're talking aesthetics and— Barack Obama can't get any blacker than that. And I think that he's done a great job in his eight years Of being president Mind you There's some things That he may have slipped on yeah. But he's one of the few presidents That you didn't have to worry About some sort of scandal Or something like that 100%. And I think Michelle Obama Has done a great job As the first lady Oh basically. amazing job You know what I mean and like,
1: I, I mean I'm not just saying that Because I'm, I'm black Yeah But I just feel like They're really just Genuine good people Yeah
0: and they really care About their communities And stuff like that And it's a shame That I heard that She has no interest In becoming president one day Because I feel like She can make a lot of Major change in America Yeah I feel Like, like I
1: you know, someone brought that up and felt like you know, she'll run in in four years. Mm -hmm. I was like, No, she probably want to give this a break for a while. Yeah, I I bet you they can't wait to be out because all the stress and all all the stuff that you got to deal with. Mm It's probably like they try. We just want to live a normal life they at this do. point.
0: And Obama know? has aged during these eight years. Everyone man. does, man. Like, yeah. Like, he's looking like a silver fox right now. Yeah. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like, he's aged well, but, like, the eight years went by fast for him. Like, he was in the hyperbolic time chamber. And, like, I guess, like, just all the stress and, and all look, the turmoil he's had to deal with in this president. And for those,
1: those pundits out there that, you know, talk and say, you know, the guys that were saying or if he was saying yeah. Obama wasn't really a black president. Look, one thing I learned in life early on in life... The sooner you understand that most people don't know what they're talking about, the less offended you are by what they say. Exactly. I I can't even acknowledge that.
0: And this is coming from a guy who once on national TV that he wanted to take geometry in college. So I'm not surprised. I'm just annoyed, basically, that he has an opinion on it.
1: But yeah. hey, a lot of people
0: just try to sell records these days because he just hey. uh, has an album dropping this one. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Oh, that's a coincidence.
0: Yeah, I right, know, right? Maybe you can find out a song by maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but ladies and gentlemen, do you agree with Waka Flocka's ill-advised statements <laughs> let me know on twitter at dm underscore cool and uh share your thoughts shall we now next topic that i want to discuss actually has to deal with uh kim kardashian so mm. basically what happened is she let go her secure of her security security team yeah. pardon me following the uh robbery that took place in paris okay right yeah so in the statements uh, that was put out um Multiple sources tell News Show Entertainment Tonight the 43-year-old's departure, which is a security guard, is part of a security shakeup following the incident during which Kim was bound and gagged in the bathroom of her apartments. All right, and this uh, security guard has been with them since uh, 2012 and 2013 individually between Kim and Kanye. So mm-hmm. he's been with them for about four years, give or take now. Um, so when you hear this, you know, do you think that? It was, you know, the right thing for them to kind of let let this guy go, despite his great work in the past, and I guess the one very large mishap. I guess basically, mm-hmm. like, do you think it was, it was the right decision to make?
1: I mean, hey, um, it depends on what type of person you are, but I mean, I mean, she did get kidnapped and I heard she was tied up, Yeah, that's that's pretty traumatic. It man. is, yeah. You know, and that's a big slip-up. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not like, oops, we lost her, We, <laughs> yeah, can't, yeah. you know, and they found her again. It, yeah. it, that's a pretty big slip-up. Yeah, so, I, I mean, yeah, when you drop the ball that big, yeah. unfortunately, you know, someone has to make that executive decision, and,
0: mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Uh, so I, I, I agree with that. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, I had I had some guests uh, on the show um, the week that it happened, the incident that happened, and one of my guests uh, said on the air live that she feels as though it was an inside job. Mm. Yeah. And I'm thinking about that. I mean, it's very possible because how do you – let someone like kim Kardashian's status just kind of slip between your fingertips so to speak and get gagged up and tied and put into a closet and get robbed at gunpoint you know Mm -hmm. what i mean i mean sure that could have been a pr start to distract us from whatever real world issue is happening but i wouldn't be surprised if if that was an inside job as well but if not like if in fact she was kidnapped and i hope she's okay um definitely i i feel like that may have been the right step to take i mean He'll, I'm. Sh- I hope he'll be better off. I don't know if many people are going to be hiring him based on that slip up. But mm-hmm. at the same time, you were hired by a Kardashian for four years, so yeah. I would assume that that would look good on your resume if you are, you know, running a security team of some sort. So hopefully, this gentleman will get back on his feet. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully, he will. Yes, and mind you, I'm not a Kardashian fan at all in the slightest. But I, I
1: will say though. Oh, go, ahead, go I, ahead. I I don't like the fact that people just because she's a rich celebrity with a lot of money that. They're like, oh, whatever, you can buy the jewelry back. I mean, hey, man, getting kidnapped is yeah. a big thing, yeah. Like, I wouldn't wish that on anybody, yeah. So, I just don't like because she has a lot of money. People are like, oh, whatever, she can get the 10 million dollars back, yeah. You know, that's nothing,
0: exactly. Nah, but nah. if it was like little Carrie from around the street, and we'd be like, oh my god, we gotta find Carrie, send up the search party, oh my god, you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Amber alert and all that, yeah, exactly, yeah, for real. But <laughs> you know, we're glad Kim is okay, but. I still hate her guts. (laughs) But nonetheless, do you guys think that this gentleman should have been fired or should he have kept his job? Hit me up on Twitter at DM underscore cool or cool underscore radio and let me know your thoughts. And final topic that I want to talk about, man. um, I got to talk about uh, Mariah Carey. Now... This happened earlier mm. in the week, okay? But I made it my duty to discuss it tonight. Now, I was going to bring this up in the uh, Let That Ish Breathe segment earlier in the show, but I was like, nah, this, this needs a slot right here, right now. So, uh, the, uh, sorry, I was going to say a little cue. Um, Raya Carey uh, is now breaking up with her fiancé. I can't remember his name. But billionaire. He's the billionaire from Australia, I believe. All yeah, right, yeah, yeah. And so they're going through uh, a very... Lucrative breakup process, so to speak So apparently What is happening is She wants to uh, issue out What she deems as An inconvenience fee Basically And she wants $50 million Out of that inconvenience fee And she is basically claiming That it was inconvenience of him To move her and her children uh, From their original neighborhood Into their (laughs) luxurious home basically and also she is claiming that she would like to keep the 10 million dollar engagement ring as well so apart from that she is alleging that uh, a prenup was was put in place however this prenup was never signed but i think people what people need to realize and i could be wrong on all this because i'm not an expert on marriage or anything like that but When you are engaged to somebody, Mm -hmm. there aren't any legal documents to be filled out until the day you cross that room, basically. Mm -hmm. So nothing was filled out. No agreements were signed or anything like that. So basically everyone should be just walking away with their own, I guess, uh, essentials intact.
1: The only uh, caveat to that is if they had a cohab agreement.
0: True, true, a cohabitation agreement, yeah. Now, we don't know if they did, but that wasn't mentioned in uh, any of the articles that were posted about this. But it doesn't seem like there were because if there were, then that would be a very big piece of information that you're just – Happening to just leave out of the equation altogether. Yeah. But she's also requesting that she wants to be moved yeah. into a neighborhood in Calabasas, which is where the Kardashians reside in and what it's where everybody name. is now. Yeah. So she's just asking for a lot. And it's ironic because this is one of the biggest selling artists in music history. Mm-hmm. And she just made a million dollars last night when she performed in Toronto. And she only did two songs, and she made a million off of that. But nonetheless... Corey, what is your take on this?
1: Well, you remember your question earlier? Alicia Keys Mm -hmm. or Mariah Carey? Mm -hmm. That's exactly why I would choose Alicia Keys. Man, too much of a diva for me. Mm -hmm. Just too much. I mean, like fifty million. Yeah, an inconvenience. I've never heard that
0: in my life. In my life. Like, don't get it wrong.
1: Every Christmas, I play that Mariah Carey Christmas Carol yeah. CD. You know, I like that, but, yeah. I mean, it's just too much, man.
0: Yeah. Like, I thought, like, way back in the day when Kalista Nas got divorced, I thought she was asking a lot from him, like, as far as, um, what was it? I can't remember what fee it was. I think it was spousal support or something like that. I think she was asking for, like, 50K a month or something. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like... Khalees, you, you you have your own career, like you you make mm-hmm. your own money, like why, what you like? They literally just had a child, yeah. and then she's asking for all of that, like fifty k for what? Like I want to know, like or wh- where are you trying to move into, like a suite in the Hamptons, like I, oh man, like this is why I I can definitely wait until marriage, you know what I mean? Like I, I can definitely wait, uh, but yeah, nonetheless, uh, as far as Mariah goes. Like, I mean, you hit the nail on the head, man, like diva to a T.
1: She is the definition of a diva. Yeah,
0: I mean, I don't understand why you would equate $50 million into some sort of inconvenience fee. I mean, it's inconvenient for me to have to walk to McDonald's to buy a burger. It's inconvenient for me to have to take you know, transit to go to work at times. But I'm not out here charging my employers for an inconvenience fee because at the end of the day, there should be no such thing.
1: The thing with Mariah is, you know, um, every every person on this planet has standards. And her standards are just extremely, extremely high. And hey, man, it's uh, teach their own, but I mean, I just think that's ridiculous, and it I is. don't even think something like that should be even even taken seriously. It really, really. shouldn't. I mean, people out here are, like dying, and why should I be taking that into court? Yeah. And and, and and if something like that does go through, it sets a precedence. Now people can start doing other inconvenience exactly. fees for, for for whatever. So I think that's just. Uh, it's was a waste of time. It
0: is. And I personally feel like, and you know, I never equate this term with anyone who is of a certain tax bracket, but she's really coming across like a gold digger right now. <laughs> like, I don't like I don't uh-huh. want to use that word on her because of she got how successful she's yeah. been, yeah, yeah. but she's kind of coming across as one, yeah. or at least an opportunist.
1: An extreme opportunist. Yeah. yeah. For
0: real. Yeah, yeah it's uh, just ridiculous. I, I can't co-sign that. Can you guys co-sign that? Let me know in your comments and what have you. Hit me up on Twitter at DM underscore cool or cool underscore radio. Now, it is that time of the show we, that we like to get old school. So with that being said, it is time for the Flashback Friday track of the day. Let's hit it. You guys already know. Hit me up on Twitter and let me know what you want to hear for Go Back track of the day. All right. Now, this one, I'm playing this one in particular because it ties in with our Wankster of the Week segment that is coming up next. And this one comes by way of New Orleans native Little Wayne. Right. Wheezy. Wheezy F baby. Please stay the baby. I don't even know what the F stands for. But nonetheless, <laughs> um, we are going to play one of, his, one of his more politically charged tracks. And this one is entitled... Georgia Bush. Now, this is a mm. freestyle they did on the Gangsta Grills mixtape way back in 2005, and it's a remix off of the Georgia record with uh, Ludacris. Ah, uh, I remember Phil that Mom. record. That was a good record. I, it was a very good record. That was a good I record. record. I, record. I remember that. Yeah. I was pretty impressed when that came out. I was probably in like, Thought that was a good song. When that came out, yeah. yeah. So, nonetheless, we're gonna get into that right now, and that's gonna perfectly tie into why we're making Lil Wayne the Wax of the Week, and I'm sure all of you guys listening at home have a pretty good idea why. But nonetheless. We'll be right back after these messages. Don't you miss a beat. This is Cool Radio. Yep. Yes, yes, y'all. Welcome back to the show. You're now tuned to the sounds of MaximumFM.ca. It is your man, DM Cool. And welcome back to Cool Radio. I still got my man, Corey Kareem, in the building.
1: What's up, uh, Toronto?
0: You already know what it is. And you already know what time it is, ladies and gentlemen. We have reached the overtime edition of yeah. Cool Radio where we kind of go over the time limit. But it's okay because we cool like that. Uh, but nonetheless, <clears throat> who has entered the shallow walls of the Hall of Shame this week? Who has been crowned the captain of Coonery this week?
1: Ladies and gentlemen,
0: <laughs> it is time for Wankster of the Week. Where is that, Job? Here we go. Now, before I get into the Wankster of the Week, I just want to let you guys know that it is November, which means it is, you know, that time where it's closing out the year, which means that we have to get ready for yet another annual Cool Radio year-end special where I will get a special assortment of panelists and we'll talk about the best albums of the year, the, uh, the best singles of the year, and of course... The top wanksters of the year. So make sure you tune into my, my Facebook profile, and I'll give you like all the details about that. But nonetheless, for tonight, yeah. the wankster of the week. Wankster of the week. Goes to none other than Lil Wayne. Wheezy. Now, for this <laughs> one in particular, I'm going to call it now. This is probably the wankster of the year. This is probably it. It took all the way for November for us to get to this point, but I'm calling it now. Wow. He will be the wankster of the year. Now, for those of you guys who have been tuned out of pop culture or hip-hop or whatever, you're probably asking yourselves, why is Lil Wayne the wankster of the week? I will tell you why. In an interview with ABC that aired this past week, um, he was asked about the Black Lives Matter movement. And he was quoted as saying as, what is that? He doesn't know what it is. And then he continued on to say that, pardon me, his life is the only life that matters. And his life matters to him and his bitches. "Quote unquote," He also stated that he is too not to whatever happens outside of his world and that he's never heard of Black Lives Matter before and that the cameraman who's pointing the camera at him says that his life matters or something like that. He, he sounded like he was on something. I don't know what he was on, but I'm not even going to let drugs be the excuse, all right? Now, there are people out there saying, well, well Lil Wayne is so detached from the outside world. Or he's just this pop icon figure. He only focuses on his music and what he does. People are going to say that. Sure, I get that. But here's the thing about Lil Wayne. This is not the first time that Lil Wayne has A, been asked about some politically, politically charged topics. However, Lil Wayne has also done songs about politically charged themes that have happened within the black community in particular. For example, we just played you Georgia Bush, a freestyle that he did about the aftermath of Hurricane Katrina and how George Bush was responsible for not getting a relief effort to get there in time to help out the natives of New Orleans. Talked about how he, uh, the, the police officers in New Orleans don't care about black people. And he said that in other songs as well. He said that in, um, in Hollywood Divorce from Outcast. And he said that in a few other freestyles as well that he's done in the past. And most recently, he also did a concert a few months ago. And he actually got the entire crowd to chant out, and I quote, Black Lives Matter. Hmm. So you see, ladies and gentlemen, not only does he know about Black Lives Matter in the entire movement and what it represents, but he is consciously aware of what happens within the black community. And you would figure that someone from New Orleans, a predominantly black area within the United States, if I'm not mistaken, you are correct, has come into contact with a lot of issues that matter within the black community. He talks about how he's from Holly Grove. He's from Eighth Ward and all these poverty stricken places that have a lot of black people in them that have a lot of police officers not caring about their well-being and the government in general, you would think that he would be a lot more aware about questions like these that are being asked to him as far as race and Black Lives Matter and things of that nature. Now Lil, Lil Wayne is looking like a little coon, basically. So you mean to tell me, Lil Wayne, that you yourself have not experienced racism, yet you ignore the fact that I'm sure a lot of your fans have probably experienced racism, one, and two, do you think that without the money and the women and the chains and the fame that you looking like the way you do, five foot nothing with nasty dreadlocks that you haven't seen shampoo in 500 weeks with tattoos all over your face and jewelry all in your mouth and the way you talk and your diction and your annotation, do you think for a second that you yourself wouldn't even at least be carded by police officers wherever you walk? Listen, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not about to give this man the excuse of the day saying he's so detached from reality. Listen, that's BS, all right? He may be subconsciously detached from reality because of all the drugs that he's taken, but that doesn't give him an excuse to be ignorant. And he knows that, which is the reason why he, A, apologized to people after that interview got out, B, got mad at ABC for airing the interview, and C, fired his publicist. This guy just committed career suicide as far as, you know, selling music to his black fans are concerned white people are still probably by his album and that's fine whatever cool to each his own you can separate the artist from the person but at the end of the day in this situation it's very hard to kind of consider yourself to be a little way fan when he doesn't basically care about your life because he basically just said my life matters so you do what you want with that but at the end of the day I am not giving this man a pass. I am giving him a W, and the W stands for wankster. Does he deserve this wankster? Of course he does. I'm going to drop it on him one more time just like this. Corey. <laughs> Your thoughts? <laughs> that was
1: quite a rant there, my man. I had to, but This has been boiling up for you, hasn't it?
0: I-, I had to go Super Saiyan on him real quick.
1: Oh, man. My thoughts on this. A couple of thoughts. Um... It's really kind of sad when someone of of Wayne's stature, uh, of um, his influence on pop culture, says something like that because he really dropped the ball. Big time. And I, I get where his distortion comes from because um, I'm a person of not right around. I'm a person of like perspective. So yeah. from his angle, you know, eighty percent of his fan base, seventy percent of his fan base is Caucasian. Yeah. And that's why he feels like that. But he has to also remember, and all artists, not just Lil Wayne, mm-hmm. that you know people don't actually love you; they love your music. Mm-hmm. To be more specific, they love your talent. Yes, that's what they're in love with. because yes. truth be told, them. they don't. We don't know these people. Mm-hmm. We don't know what they're really like. We, we love their talent. Yeah. So to confuse them loving you with your talent I think that's where the distortion comes from him where he's saying you know when I go to my concerts it's like 70% Caucasian or it's a really diverse crowd so there is no racism he should know better but I mean sometimes you know people are caught up in their own world like he is and I think I think the lean I don't know if he's on it but i seen the interview and he it doesn't even it doesn't sound right yeah He's you know all over the place all over the place doesn't seem there it doesn't seem like that sharp witty uh character that we that we' we're, we're so used to Yeah. um so i don't, I don't know i I think his team let him down, yeah, um uh, because I personally if 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 that was my artist, I'd be like, okay, after that interview, I'd want to watch it yeah, and then upon my approval, yeah would that be released that exactly. would be worked in. Yeah. And I'm, I don't know anything about PR, but that would be worked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That would be worked in. <laughs> yeah. I want to see this interview yeah. before it's aired. Exactly. I want that in paper and writing before we do anything. Exactly. So, um, yeah, I think his team dropped the ball in it, so I, I agree with them uh, firing the publicist. But yeah. I just feel like, you know, my humble opinion, uh, that his reality is a little bit distorted just because of he's had so much success early mm-hmm. on in his career.
0: Yeah. It, it, it's been distorted, but, like, I just, I, I, I can't excuse ignorance, man. Like, like to that extent, at least, you mm-hmm. know? Like, I can be very lenient at times, but, like, when it comes to that, and, like, the fact that he's said it before in the past and what have you, like, as far as, like, him being more socially aware about certain things. Like, I don't pin him to be on the same level as, like, a Common or a Talib Kwali. Yeah. but like, he's spoken about it, which means he knows what's happening, basically. Yeah. So, like, I can't I can't just let him get, you know, get, like, a get-out-of-jail-free card for that because you know what you're saying, and, and you're being very destructive. and You kind of look like a fool, especially in front of, you know, in front of white people because then, you know, white, this one, one white guy will be like, well, look at this Lil Wayne guy. He, he doesn't understand what Black Lives Matter means, so... So it should be all lives matter. He probably thinks the same thing as well. See, that's your representative because they all like they all like to marginalize us and what Not all white people, but like some people who are mm-hmm. just very ignorant towards the oppression of like people of color like to just marginalize people in general, what have you. And he's kind of giving them an excuse to do it just yeah. based on that type of rhetoric.
1: No, I hear you. Mm-hmm. And I, like I said, man, it, it, it's sad when someone of of his ability and his stature and his influence would say something that ignorant. Yeah. But at the same time, I also feel that, you know, we give these guys a lot of power, man. True. And we buy their merch, we buy their know, albums and all that. Uh, and, I, look, I know he he regrets that. But, again, I, I really feel like, yes, it's his bad, but I also felt like his team. I, I would have never let my guy take an interview in the state if I know he's not in the right state to be yeah. doing stuff like that. Yeah I'd be like, like we'll And do. I know him and his manager Are like best friends They've known each other Since they're kids And yeah. I, I would never let him do that And I'm like Wayne you can't do that Exactly You ain't right man Just trust me From you know Not from manager To artist yeah. But from boy to person boy to Person, person yeah. to person Yeah Just We're gonna lay low For a little bit Exactly you, Yeah You like know
0: Work on Work on getting out of that Contract with Cash Money That's, <laughs> the main thing he needs to work on yeah. but nonetheless ladies and gentlemen uh, we gotta bring tonight's episode to a close uh, before we go uh, Corey what's next for Songbite uh, for Songbite
1: we have so many things in development right now uh, got my developers working hard on a lot of different like features we're gonna add in, so we're gonna be adding in a, a Snapchat filter, nice. um, so people can uh, promote their music via Snapchat mm-hmm. as well as a text message option. Um, we're we'll also be including a video upload option as well, so videos really. Was really popping right now. So we're gonna be adding a lot of cool features to the app. So everyone should look forward to that in about a month's time frame, hopefully. Um so our major focus right now is just connecting with independent artists around the world, specifically here in Toronto as well, that are on the move. So if you're a serious artist right now, you're listening to the show, I want you to personally reach out to you. I'll give you my email address. It's uh Cory C O R E Y dot kareem k-a-r-e-e-m at zongbite.com and at zongbite that's spelled z-o-n-g-b-y-t-e uh, you can follow us on instagram at zongbite as well as on twitter and on facebook as well but it's just an exciting time and whatever we can do to help young aspiring artists that are serious about their craft grow that's where we want to be Absolutely. You know, we want to be really a part of this movement because um, I feel like Toronto as a whole, as a city, mm-hmm. has a lot to offer. And we want to be a part of that. We want to help facilitate these artists that are really trying to push their material out there to the world. Mm-hmm. So everyone can look out for that. And also our website. We just got a new website up. Nice, nice. They should check it out. Zombite.com. Uh, just got finished this week. Again, that's Zombite.com. And uh, feel free to hit us back. And we love the feedback as well.
0: Absolutely. Corey, thank you for coming through to no the show. No doubt. Ah, uh, you're more than welcome to come through anytime. I appreciate it. Yes, absolutely. Hit me up, and then uh, we'll we'll make it pop, and we'll definitely
1: yeah. When the app's uh, when the new app is finished, uh, we'll probably come back and mm-hmm. uh, let everyone know what's new and uh, what's popping, and then uh, we'll we'll go from there.
0: Alright then, sounds good. And you guys already know how to hit me up, man. Hit me up on Twitter at DM underscore cool personally, or hit up the show at cool underscore radio. Make sure to uh, subscribe to us on SoundCloud at cool underscore radio. Make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube for video clips uh, at cool underscore radio. And then we have a new handle for our Facebook uh, fan page, actually. So hit us up on Facebook at cool radio CC, alright, for a cool click, of course. Uh, Next week on, uh, on our show, we have Roxanne Blake, who is an industry Street Insider, who will be coming to uh, through to the show to talk about a whole lot of stuff hip-hop related and all that good stuff. But for now, you guys already know that we need to sign off. So on that note, you guys already know that Cool Radio is a division of Cool Click Media and Entertainment, reminding you each and every day that we are out here creating our own legacies. Keep it gravy and wavy. We are out of here. Thanks. Peace.
1: Cool.